Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of the West March Guys podcast. I'm Joe, and I'll be taking you down the adventure that is downtime. Downtime is the time that exists between adventures and is often the case in a West March style campaign that it's the time between the sessions as well. There are a few ways I've seen it handled. One way being where players interact constantly in the form of, say, a Discord or other web-based platform, and things are constantly happening throughout the week. The second, and the one that I use, and will detail a little bit more, is the one where you recap it at the beginning of a session, going through what the characters have done throughout the week, going player by player, interacting with each one individually to see what their character's interests have been, where they've been carousing or otherwise causing debauchery, and all that sorts of fun stuff that we'll detail a little bit more. Now, to jump right in, the real question is, why do it? I do it for a few reasons. One, I really like the chance it gives players to dig into their characters more than they may necessarily be able to during a normal session. They can pursue passions that may not necessarily make sense in a normal style campaign, like pursuing business interests or making money to buy a flying ship or perfecting your baking skills to become the master baker of all of the land. From a DM's perspective, this gives me boatloads of content, and it also lets me kind of dig into what the players are actually interested in and kind of pull some details from that. So for example, we had players that constantly seemed to be wanting to gather weird beasts and find odd parts from creatures, be it to create crazy potions or tame these wild beasts to be their new servants. This allowed me to start putting creatures that they found interesting in front of them, giving me a multitude of content that they would be able to seek out that I wouldn't found unless I did downtime and found their new interests in this. This also enabled new hooks or points of interest that they would be able to latch onto and move forward from. They may need to interact with someone new in the city to figure out what they need to find, or a complication arises from them hunting down these new creatures, and all of a sudden you have two or three more sessions in front of you. So that's some of the bonuses that you get from a DM perspective, but really this is about the players. Giving them the opportunity to flesh out their characters and make them exactly who they want to be is great to watch. They can use these new things during sessions and really kind of put their flair on how they want their character to play out. The trick is, how do you do it? How do you get it to work so it seems fair and all of the players are getting what they want, but not breaking the game, keeping it so that you as a DM aren't pulling your hair out because it's overly complicated or you need to pour so much time into something that really is above and beyond normal DM prep. So I usually broke it down into characters being able to do two things. One major task, one minor task. Usually a major task would be something like 
working a job or gambling or pursuing some sort of financial interest or maybe be it searching or researching for something specific they want to get more information on this new npc that they've found in the previous session they want to know what they're all about this would be a major task so it's usually something that involves a role that occurs at the beginning of the session say for example the player is gambling they would roll their d20s for insight deception and three dragon anti-proficiency versus a dc that you set or you possibly roll and if they win they make their money if they lose they lose their money another version that we used was someone who is starting a business they took the time to craft with me what exactly it breaks down to and i will try and find that and share it via twitter but they did rolls and set them against the dc to see how well their business was doing how much profit or loss they might have had and as these continued to grow be it a gambler getting more and more renowned or a business making more and more money this is something that we go back to why do it now maybe they are making enemies in the process maybe they are pushing out another business that was doing what they were doing but now they're doing it better this is again the why we're really trying to dig into the how so that would be a major task i also usually let them do a minor task something that imagine someone does when they get home after work something that isn't necessarily going to involve a lot of time and effort during the day but maybe some studying or working out the big one i like to do here was always the ability to improve or gain a proficiency in some skill now i know this might be a concern because you think about it those are built into roles and if someone starts getting proficient in everything that's available to them now they're going to be a powerhouse they're going to be able to do basically anything without failing and this could be the case if you don't dial it in just right but i think i got it down so the way i handled it was in order to gain a proficiency the first little dot in the 5e skill check they would have to spend 10 weeks of downtime working towards one single proficiency so if for example they're telling me they're working out every night after work and they want to work on their athletics it's going to take them 10 weeks or basically 10 sessions to be able to achieve that first level of proficiency now this is something you could play with if you are having a lot of sessions and you think you need to spread it out maybe make it 20 sessions or 20 weeks i found this worked for my campaign and i think it's an easy thing to kind of dial in as you go now if you wanted to become an expert or two dots in the little skill check bubbles aka twice your proficiency on a roll now that takes an additional 15 weeks on top of initial 10 weeks that you would have worked on something now if you already had something that was uh, proficient you could add the 15 right on top of that and get it a little bit sooner but it's something you're already maybe a natural at so i thought that made sense i found that expertise was something that could be more game breaking so i wanted to make it even harder to achieve making it 
like 1.5 times what proficiency was. Seems like it worked. Once characters get to, we currently have a few that are 19 and have been doing this for a while, they really have a hard time failing pretty much anything, but they're also level 19, so it's not like much can stand in their way in 5e. Now, if you think that the two tasks, being able to do them both during your downtime might be too much, you could separate it out, allow the players to only focus on one or the other. I usually think about a lot of these things in the game mechanics sense, and I'm not always necessarily looking for something that makes it feel exactly like a full week worth of time spent doing something, but rather you as your character advancing and also allowing time to flow a little bit more naturally in what can be a very aggressive style campaign if you had things happening one after another. It also gives characters maybe more meaning to work with each other if one's running a business and the other is gambling. Maybe they pool their money together for a joint venture. So like I said before, I do this at the beginning of a session. I found that the 15 minutes at the beginning of a session usually not much got accomplished anyway because people were still chatting and going about their business, talking about what happened during the week. This allowed me to kind of slowly pull players in one at a time, get their brains starting to think about D&D and not about what's going on, and it seemed like it worked pretty well. I had people more ramped up for a session quicker, so it really didn't seem like a waste of time compared to just being like, okay guys, you're ready to play? I'm not going to try and break down every single version of downtime I use, but I do want to touch on a few of the ones that I find players have gravitated towards the most. One being quote-unquote research or investigation. This is one where players may spend time in a library or talking with their contacts in the underground syndicate. This one can be a little tricky to make work in terms of giving players information that you maybe didn't realize they wanted before a session or needing to get back to them after the fact. So with a lot of these, if they were looking for something specific in regards to the upcoming session, I might give them the chance to roll, to do their investigation, depending on how well they did though, rather than just giving them the information that they may or may not need, or maybe giving away something that gives away most of what your session's getting at, I would give them basically the ability to ask me a question during the session. Be like, okay, so you get two asks during this session as to what's going on. They got to be specific, but I'll give you the information straight when you do. Or it could be possibly having advantage towards uh, an enemy during a skill check. So, for example, they need to persuade the boss and they wanted to be doing investigation as to what's their weaknesses. This is where they get advantage on that role, rather than necessarily needing to get into every nitty-gritty detail. The other one I want to get into is crafting of materials. So this is something where usually I would do it in a one or two role basis. So for example, if they're trying to craft a magical cookie, they would have to use their baking proficiency and make a d20 roll. If they got above a 20 on the DC, they make a great tasting magical cookie. This would be something that's a little bit more simple of a straightforward check, where it's one roll with a yes or no outcome. 
I also worked on a brewing of healing alcoholic beverages. These were a combination of time spent to brew, and when the brew actually got used, the player would make a roll to see how effective or ineffective it may be. So there's some of the how. I could go on and on about different versions, but Xanacars gives a really good breakdown as to a whole bunch of different avenues that someone can take, things like crafting magical items and all of that fun stuff. So to try and recap, we'll touch on what is downtime, the time between sessions or adventures that players are allowed to have their characters do things outside of the normal session, why do it, gives players a chance to really flesh out their characters and gives you the DM some new points of interest that you may not have thought of before, how to do it, set up some tasks, one task, two task per downtime increment, have them roll at the beginning of the session, going from one player to the next, asking what their characters have been doing, and that's it. Pretty easy, right? Feel free to tweet at us. Let us know how it worked for you. I'd love feedback to see how it works from different perspectives. And thanks for listening to the West March, guys.